Hi everyone, welcome to The Lab Report, a podcast that will show you the inner workings of the clinical lab through discussions, interviews, and stories. Most importantly, you will see what goes on behind the scenes in the clinical lab and how it can impact you. I'm your host, Felix, and today I will be talking to Dr. Paul Yip. Dr. Yip is the head of clinical biochemistry at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center and associate professor in laboratory medicine and pathobiology at the University of Toronto in Toronto, Canada. He is joining us today to talk about point of care testing. So thank you for joining us, Dr. Yip, and welcome. Hi, Felix. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, So I heard you want to start off this episode with actually a story of yours. Sure. I'll tell you about an experience that I've had in the hospital. So one day I'm um, working away and I've been informed that the nursing unit has called the laboratory and they were calling in regard to our glucose meters. So in the hospital, we actually have some very sick patients. We are checking their blood sugar and we're making sure that they're, they're staying in range, like not too high, not too low. And that's really important uh, to help them get better in the hospital. So why did they call the lab? So it turned out that they had a result that just didn't make sense. They had tested a patient and the blood sugar was like really, really high. So we do have a policy where when they do a test, and this is a test done by the nursing staff, and it's done immediately at the bedside next to the patient, whereby if it's really high or if it's really low, before they act on it, they actually repeat the test. So the first test was really, really high, but the second test, the blood sugar result actually was in the normal range. So this is like two totally different results. So now how do they know which one's right? So in this case, they actually collected a sample and sent it to the laboratory. So now when the laboratory tested a blood sample, it actually confirmed that it was the normal result. So the first one was completely wrong. So thank goodness they actually checked with the lab because if you had actually given insulin, um, which is given to lower the blood sugar, had the person actually been receiving the insulin, it could have brought it to a very low level, even dangerously low level. So of course we're very concerned whether or not the glucose meter is working properly and it turned out it actually was working properly. It turned out that the patient's fingers actually had some contamination. There was some juice that got into the finger and that got into the glucose meter test and that's what caused the first result to be so high. So whenever we have this sort of of issue, we actually look at all the possible reasons why the result might be questionable. Was it before the test was being done? Was it because of the meter itself? Or is it some other reason? That was a very interesting story, Paul. I think, you know, even just the inner workings of all this, most of the public probably doesn't know about this. So very fascinating, and I love that story. So I guess now given that story, maybe first let's define what point-of-care testing is for everyone. Right, so point-of-care testing is essentially testing that is done by non-laboratory staff. So this could be like doctors, could be nurses, and this is testing that's also done at the patient bedside. So it could be like a finger prick where you get a little little bit of blood and test it. It might be a urine sample where a patient like pees into a cup and then you might uh, use like a dipstick or some kind of similar test. And this is done so that you get a very fast result so that it's right there. Nothing actually gets sent to the laboratory. Point of care testing then is testing that's done at the patient bedside, usually by the healthcare provider. And would you say point of care testing is pretty common in all healthcare institutions, Dr. Yeah? 
Point of care testing is everywhere. You actually can access point of care testing through your pharmacy or through your um, you know, local drugstore. And one very common point of care test is even a at-home pregnancy screen. For those who um, are familiar with uh, diabetes and diabetic testing, some diabetics will monitor their own blood sugar levels and so they will test daily, perhaps even several times a day, their own blood sugar. But we also use it in the hospitals as well. And we can use it in an emergency room, we might use it in an operating room, we even have it uh, in the patient units. They are very, very common um, in a lot of settings. On your story of glucose meters, Paul, um, I think the public is probably most familiar with that in terms of what we define as point-of-care testing as biochemists. So can you tell us a little bit more about glucose meters and how they can be helpful? Glucose meters actually have a very interesting history. The, the testing of glucose actually goes back thousands of years to uh, ancient times. The story actually goes that it was found that ants would be attracted to the urine of patients who actually had diabetes. And so in diabetes, you actually have uncontrolled level of sugar in your blood and any of that excess sugar actually ends up going to the urine. The name diabetes, mellitus, um, actually means urine that is sweet like honey. And so, so ants and whatnot actually would be attracted to it. And, and if you were to taste it, it actually would taste very sweet. So that's actually the origins of, of how um, glucose testing began. Uh, glucose testing is perhaps one of the, the very first home tests that uh, diabetics use to monitor their, their blood sugar levels. It actually started with testing in urine, and later on, um, it led to uh, testing in the blood. People living with diabetes need to take insulin in order to control their sugar levels. And so by knowing if their sugars were too high, then they would know whether or not to take to take insulin. When patients actually have better control of their blood sugar levels, they actually have less complications that come from having and living with diabetes. And so those could be heart problems, kidney problems, and so on. And so now it's actually so effective, you will even see glucose monitoring that's continuous, where actually you have a electrode that's actually like attached to the skin, and it's just like constantly taking glucose uh, measurements. And those have been shown to be very good at, at controlling uh, blood sugar levels and allowing patients to, to, to live much longer and healthier lives. It's very interesting, Paul. Um, we didn't even know, I think, most people that all these things count as point-of-care tests. Um, so, you know, back to your story about the glucose meter, because I think from the outside, that is what the public is most familiar with in terms of what we define as a point-of-care test. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the difference between, say, this glucose meter test versus a glucose that's done in your laboratory, say, at Sunnybrook? So the reason we do the point-of-care glucose testing in the hospital is so that if the patient needs to have insulin, they can do that right away. Because if you were to actually draw the sample of blood, send it to the laboratory, and wait for the results, there's obviously going to take more time. It's also going to take more work because it's getting a sample uh, to the tube and sending it down to the lab, and then the lab has to process it, and then the, the nurse or whoever needs to check for the result in the patient's chart. So all that can take anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour, and that's not ideal. So if the result is available right away, then the nurse is able to give insulin um, and adjust accordingly. So it's actually very beneficial then to actually have the results uh, you know, sooner rather than later. But 
We also have to understand that the glucose meter result is going to be good enough in order to do some sort of treatment, but it's not always as good as having it done by the laboratory. But the advantage of having the results available within seconds um, definitely is better for patient care. So very interesting, Paul. Um, I think you know, you're really highlighting the advantages of point-of-care testing, which really does stem upon you know, having immediate and convenient results. Um, with this in mind, are there any other advantages associated with point-of-care testing? And of course, the other side of the question is, can you think of any significant limitations or disadvantages of point-of-care testing? So the biggest advantage of point-of-care testing is that it's near the patient and results are available fairly soon. And that can be very helpful if the action from the result is going to take place right away. So if the patient needs to be treated, whether it's because of diabetes, whether it's to detect like a loss of blood and, and the patient needs to get hemoglobin, if the patient is having difficulty breathing and needs to get oxygen. So there's many different tests that are available. And in some cases, waiting too long you know, might actually be harmful to the patient. So that's clearly the biggest advantage. And, and that's often what we think about in a hospital setting. In a community setting, so this is when you go visit your, your family doctor or if you're getting uh, you know, testing that's outside of a hospital, uh, sometimes it's very hard to get the testing. And that might be difficult in the sense the laboratory might be you know, far away. Um, so being able to access rural areas, point of care testing might be used by like a mobile health unit. Sometimes the, the testing is really for the, for the patient's privacy because, uh, for example, if someone needs to get a, a pregnancy test, they might not want to you know, let other, other people know that they're doing it. Um, and there's other tests that you know, one might do on their own. Another matter is also convenience. So being able to, to go to a store and, and purchase a test might be more convenient than seeing your doctor and having the test ordered and then going to have to get your blood work. So there's many reasons where, where, where people would really favor point-of-care testing. So, I mean, playing devil's advocate on that is, you know, if point-of-care testing does have all these advantages and it seems really great for the patient and physician, you know, do we really need, say, a clinical laboratory if we have all this point-of-care testing available? Point-of-care testing is really good if an immediate decision needs to be made. But on the other hand, as I was saying before, the laboratory test often has much better quality than what the point-of-care test can offer. But if there is any concern about the point of care test, often it is confirmed by doing a laboratory test. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is when a laboratory test is done, it's actually done by experts who are trained professionals and they are using specialized equipment that can do a much better job of analyzing a sample and delivering a reliable result. And then the report that is generated is given to the um, healthcare provider. And all laboratories that do clinical testing are licensed laboratories. So these are facilities that are inspected and so they undergo rigorous assessment and if there's any concerns, there's a way to follow up on those results. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, essentially, we need a clinical lab because it serves as a good backup just in case point of care doesn't work, right? That's right. Perfect. Well, it's in order to check whether or not the point of care result is reliable. 
Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, just to wrap that up, you know, in your role as a clinical biochemist, you know, what is it that you do for point of care testing? I'm actually responsible for the laboratory testing in my hospital mm-hmm. and to address any concerns or complaints that come from the users. And mm-hmm. so if they are questioning any result, whether it be a point of care result or a laboratory result, we need to investigate and find out why there is this difference. Mm-hmm. So in the case of point of care testing, we would like to always have a laboratory test to check it. Okay? Now, it's important to make sure that the results agree, but we know that it's not going to be 100% because the point of care testing, again, gives a faster result, but it may actually be a little different. It may be a little bit different because of how the sample is handled. What the laboratory must do, and this would be for any laboratory that is also responsible for point of care testing, is to make sure that the results are in agreement. And if they are not in agreement, then it probably should not, the point of care test should not be used, okay? Before any point of care test is put into use, it's the responsibility of the laboratory to check that those results are in agreement with the lab. And it's not just when it's first put into use, it's actually done regularly. So every day, weekly, monthly, there's ongoing checks to make sure that those results are as reliable as the laboratory. Thank you, Paul. You know, that's really enlightening and illuminating. Uh, So it's like when my cell phone isn't working, so it's like I'm gonna run a diagnostics every now and then. Is that what you mean by these checks? Right, so it's really important that when any sort of point of care is being used, that you follow the instructions carefully. And some point of care devices, so even a uh, home glucose testing, um, may have like alarms on it. It may have a error message. It may have something to tell you that it's not working properly. And so uh, it's important to follow those instructions because, well, maybe you didn't put in enough blood. Maybe the test strips have expired. So it's important that, that those are followed because in order to get a good result, you are doing it the way it's meant to be done. So clinical biochemists really are responsible for the quality in both point-of-care testing as well as laboratory testing. Now, if I were to say go to my family doctor's office or the pharmacy and they have point-of-care testing, you know, who's taking care of the quality there? Felix, I think it's really important that as more point-of-care testing becomes available and, and more widely used, that people understand the issues that may occur with point-of-care testing. And it's really important that they know who they can go to. And one of the folks they should consider is a clinical biochemist because we are experts in laboratory testing. We are also experts in, in, in a lot of point-of-care testing as well. And so we are working towards making those, those resources available. Mm-hmm. Sounds fantastic. Um, so maybe if we're going to go back to your original story with that falsely high sugar, could you tell us about you know what could have been done to prevent this and maybe just what are some issues that even the general public should be made aware of for point of care testing? 
Well, what happened in the hospital setting is very different from what might happen at home because here we are talking about having properly trained professionals, we're talking about having uh, special glucose meters that actually can be used on many patients and keep track of many results. It's being used in a, in a setting where we have control over all the um, you know, devices and the test strips. So there's a lot of close oversight that happens in a healthcare setting. On the other hand, point of care testing that's done at home, usually people are just doing it themselves and they may not have any training to do it. They're just trying to follow the instructions. The reason for testing, sometimes it's a bit of an unknown. Okay, so are they using it for what the test was intended for or are they trying to do some sort of other you know, self-diagnosis? So point of care testing when done yourself is not really a diagnosis. You really need a healthcare professional, your doctor, really to interpret that result and consider what other signs and symptoms, if any, of some sort of disease. And only your doctor can actually make the diagnosis. Important to follow the instructions, I've said that many times, but if you decide to deviate from those instructions, like if you wait two minutes instead of waiting five minutes, that might give you the wrong result. If it says to use one drop of blood, but you only use like half a drop, that could be a problem. If it says to clean your hands and you don't clean your hands, that could be a problem, okay? And like any test, it's not uh, always perfect, okay? And, and so with a point of care test, if there's any question or, or, or if you really do need to take some action, it's a good idea to get it confirmed by a laboratory test. Thank you, Paul. I mean, very grounded. Basically, follow the instructions, and if something's wrong, go to your doctor. Um, so, you know, just as a last question, you know, is there anything that you see in the future for point of care testing? I see a very big future. I think there will be more tests that are available. They will probably be more easily available, whether you buy them in the uh, drugstore around the corner or perhaps even find them through the internet. So I think people have to be really careful about where they're getting their point of care testing from. Is it going to be a reliable supplier? Are they going to have those checks that I talked about to make sure that you have confidence in the results? And is it going to lead to proper diagnosis? Because, um, you know, some testing is really, you know, just for almost like for fun. Um, you know, just to see if you're well. Uh, I think there will be a lot more technology involved where you might have a point of care test that's connected to, you know, say your phone or some other kind of mobile device. There are some glucose meters right now that will actually track your results in a telephone app. Okay, but this could be incorporated into other sorts of wearables where you might have like a watch that might actually do some sort of testing or reading. And actually those are available right now that can monitor your heart rate. So we'll probably see more of that sort of technology in the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, sounds like a very exciting future for point of care testing. And you know, with that, that sort of brings us to the end of our episode. I really want to thank you, Dr. Yip, for coming and talking about this. I myself have learned a few things along the way, and I really hope our listeners have learned a lot of things about point of care testing as well. So thank you, Dr. Yip. Thank you, Felix. I really enjoyed this. So thank you all for listening to this episode of The Lab Report. So please let us know what you think by leaving us a review on iTunes. And you can email us any questions you have at epoc or epocc at cscc.ca. See you in the next episode.